16 of the Flames Fancast. Today we're going to be doing something uh, a little different. We're about halfway through the season for the Flames, so we're going to do a mid-season assessment of the team, all aspects of the team from goaltending to the very very tip of the lineup. And uh, we'll see how things have shaked down for the Flames so far this year. Jenk, let's start off with goaltending. Your thoughts. I was a big fan of Smith. I think lately uh, his fatigue has caught up to him. I think we um, we have a bit of a diamond in the rough with Riddick. Riddick? Riddick? Riddick. Riddick. Because um, he... He plays pretty solid. He kind of just does what he needs to do. He does his job. He's not flashy or anything like that. Um, the one complaint I've had about Smith is handling the puck. I think everybody complains about that. I'm probably not the only one. Yeah, he's just very aggressive with it. He's very he aggressive just, with he it. Wants to, he wants to keep possession. And, and I think he's had – I think he got like a couple – two or three penalties this year just from handling the puck alone, whether it be, you know, a situation where he – you know, maybe hacks at a guy when he loses control of the puck or when he just shoots it straight out yeah. um, over the glass. So, uh, I, overall, I'd give, like, I'd give Smith a, you know, a, a B. You know, like, he's done a lot more – well, he's done a lot better than I thought he would. Um, so, that's why I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. But I think we need to try Riddick a bit more. What do you think? I think the goaltending as a whole has been <coughs> probably – the best part of our team. Um, Smith has kept us in games. For example, last night's game against Anaheim faced over 40 shots, uh, whereas our our team in the third period didn't have a shot until there were five minutes left in the third. Now that's just that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And Smith is he works hard day in day out, gives it his all. You can see the passion in that guy. And uh, you know, same for for Riddick, like. I really like him as a prospect. I'm glad he came up. He's he's looking very solid for us, and I have way more confidence in him than I would Eddie Lack. Oh, the absolutely. Eddie Lack experiment was just the small blight on the goaltending that, that went downhill. But by and large, I mean, it's been the, the best part and the, the deepest part of our team mm-hmm. uh, and the most rewarding to watch and the most successful. So I'd say overall, oh, B, B plus, A minus. Yeah, and like I, I'll have to echo the sentiment about them being passionate. So I don't know if you saw in the in the Sharks game when Johnny was on sort of like a quasi breakaway. Yeah, there. I, I saw him. And then Riddick just really. <laughs> he's got that, his arms that's up that's right. just a little bit. That was fucking hilarious. A little bit bad luck there. Yeah, that was. But I mean, like you know, the the goalies are in it, and I yeah, I, we didn't have goalies that were in it for the last couple seasons, two three seasons. So I think this has been good. I agree with you. Like it's a good, it's a good grade to give them. I mean, our last five games haven't been great. You know, we beat we beat the Canucks. You know, we beat the Blues, and then now it's like the Canadians, Sharks, Ducks. We just we basically drop points. We lost three in a row. Three in a row, and we got the Blackhawks at home tomorrow. We got the one point out of the Sharks at least, but I mean one point out of six, and you're you're clawing for a playoff spot. It's 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 just horrible. It's not good. But we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. For sure. But our goaltending, I think, yeah, the best part about our team. Things all go downhill from here, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think about the D, I guess? Let's move. You know, I'm thinking, up. I was thinking this morning, ironically enough, when I was having a shower getting up, that how foolish are we going to look trading away that first-round pick if we don't make the playoffs and it's a top-ten pick for New York, mm-hmm. for Hamannick? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, that's embarrassingly bad. 
Like this guy, I, I don't know. I just don't see I don't see the value in having him in our team, especially if we have players like Anderson, like Shillington. Uh, you got that Adam Fox guy playing in the juniors. Valley and Mackey's coming up. He looked okay, Fox. Yeah, and I yesterday. mean, our defensive prospects are deep. Mm-hmm. And we are, you know, you got Kulak there too. Um, this guy is like, he doesn't, he doesn't play any power play. Uh, he kills a lot of penalties, sure, but I mean, if you look at our special teams, that's, that's it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And I'm just worried that what we gave up, and I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but we gave up these picks, and if it's a high round first round pick, ah, that's just the the reason why we traded for this guy was to make the team a playoff team. Mm-hmm. We should be an, an absolute contender, like vying it out for the top two spots in the specific specific. Instead, it looks like we're gonna be in an absolute dogfight for a wild card spot, yeah. which I don't know is a fight where we can go the distance, but ah, that's just one aspect of our defense. And I mean, my opinion of Brody, so inconsistent, really good player, but very inconsistent. Very. Uh, wow. And Hamilton, just underwhelming. Underwhelming, disappointing. I mean, if you look at the stats, he, he doesn't he doesn't really kill any penalties, and he, he gets a lot of power play minutes, and it's just not very impressive from him. Giordano, you know, nice to have him in your team, but hasn't been the same since that bicep injury. That's kind of taken his toll, and he's definitely on the wrong side of 30. Like, he's not going to get any better. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know where this defense is going to go from here. And, you know, Dougie, he's got a lot of potential. Brody, too. They're all talented, skilled players. They just need to start living up to what they've got. Yeah, and I think with um, with Hamanich, like, I uh, I think maybe five or six games ago I would have disagreed with you about him being a disappointing player in terms of what we gave up for him. I think now I'm starting to agree with you a lot more. I think I was more of a I, – I, I would critique Dougie Hamilton a lot more than I would Hamanich, but in the end, I think Hamanich deserves actually a little bit more – critique out of all the D and with Brody. Um, Brody has not played well this year. Uh, he's basically a shadow of what he can be. We've seen him play a lot more consistent in years past and a lot better and a lot more confident. I think part of me feels like there's a confidence problem on the defense. I think... Uh, do you think maybe it has something to do with the pairings? <laughs> I, maybe. I, I like we haven't really been switching it up much uh, outside of basically injuries forcing us to switch it um which is bad because we were actually trying to switch them up a little bit more last year um you know the whole idea of playing Brody and Geo all the time together exclusively died essentially last season right yeah, yeah. and which was a good thing because you you can't if it, it just because it was a winning formula yesterday doesn't mean it's going to be the same thing today um, that's what we need our coaches to do. We'll get to the coaches, but I mean, our defense lacks confidence. Like there are, I remember that giveaway Brody did in overtime against, um, was it Washington? I forgot what team it was, but he just basically gave it away right in front of the net when he was behind the net and the puck was just right there. And then we lost the game in overtime. You know, Dougie's not taking one-timers uh, as much as he should. He's got a great shot. Yeah, no, these, and, these, and are, like, these are skilled players these we're are talking skilled, about like, here. He needs to just crank it. Uh, he holds. He did it again 
against uh, San Jose where he held the fucking puck again in the power play and he actually waited, waited and then shot it right into the skate of the opposition again. Like right at him. The guy's like a foot away. Just dump it back in, man. Ring it around the boards. That actually turned into a play where I think it was a two-on-one for San Jose and it was our power play, mind you. And they had like three shots out of nowhere on Riddick just like that. Like it's shit like that 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 really irritates me as a fan watching the game. Um, I think Hamanich, like he's just bleh. Like he's not very. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing. I don't know. I don't really know what we were great expecting about him. when he came here. I, I was expecting a guy that's gonna win board battles. Like he's just a solid stay-at-home defender. Like no one's gonna get past this guy. He's strong in the puck. You know he can he can just basically give the freedom for the offensive-minded defenders like a Hamilton or Brody. To, you know, carte blanche to go up, right? Because they know that he'll be solid and stays back. He's caught. He's except it's, it plays into that confidence. You, you even yeah. watch the the passes out of the zone that we're making, and they're just not clean passes. No. And this this has been an all year problem. Yeah. This problem has been been there since the beginning, and we're watching passes not tape to tape. Our zone breakout is perhaps one of my biggest gripes all season. Like watching us break out of our zone and attack the other team, it's just we're just shut down way too often. Yeah. And uh, another point about the defense is that, you know, this forward group is going to need some help scoring, uh, and the defense really needs to start contributing. I, I agree. And, you know, you and I have played indoor for a while, and, like, we were always, like, the defense, like, the head defenders of our teams. And remember how we used to always get, like, basically shat on for games that were, like, 6-5 or something like that? Like, yeah. you know, I, I mean, we can kind of – look at this and go like, well, it's not always the defense's fault, but in this case, I don't know, like there's, there's moments in games where a defender may, needs to make a big play. And we haven't really seen the big play from a defender this season where he just cranks a guy into the boards, gets the puck back, and then mm -hmm. just lobs a pad, pass forward for an odd man oh, rush they have type that, thing. They have that one-timer confident shot and bang, exactly. finds the top like, corner. That's what, a defender, that's what defenders need to do at least – once a game like where they make that one big play you know big name players make big game plays right that that's yeah. how it needs to be and and frankly we have a lot of big name players on our defensive line and i would have rated our def defense maybe in the top eight before oh, the season I think every started everyone was or maybe in the top, top five, five yeah for sure but now i can i can barely i think i can make a case for middle of the pack yeah. and which is a shame because it's not there on paper so um I don't know what we need to do. Maybe we, we should talk about that later, but and we can go up to the forwards now. But uh, I, yeah, our D is at best like a well, C minus. Like, you know, yeah. the only reason why I'm not giving them a D is because we're not totally out of the playoff picture yet. But I mean, we're not really uh, I, I, favorites I, to make it either. I like agree. C minus. And, I, I, and about the confidence thing you're saying is that you look at these goalies we have, and as a fan, I'm confident in both of them. And you think that would start to stem to our to our forward or sorry to our defense but um but the big it doesn't save seem too. to be translating to to them we're yeah. getting like we're getting like that big save at least almost two three times a game actually now like yeah. that's actually yeah. like that would fire me up well uh, it doesn't seem to fire up the, uh, they, the they just seem to be out there just kind of going through the motions but some yeah. something needs to shake up there something needs to happen but uh yeah, yeah c minus uh, generous grade only because we're not out of it yet but there's a lot, a lot of room for improvement, that means. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know what that is. I, w I wish, like, I have ideas, but 
we'll have, we'll obviously get to that. But yeah, let's move to the forwards because the defense is actually kind of pissing me off just talking. So, about so forwards, uh, bright spot obviously Johnny Goudreau, but he's been kind of cold lately. Yep. And I mean, you saw you see Monahan with those chances in front and maybe getting unlucky or just not getting the shots where they need he's to be. He's a bit snake bitten too. Um. But they, w- when they go cold, we kind of we're we're suffering. We're, we're we're really suffering, and that secondary scoring, you know, that third line is contributing a bit. But uh, I don't know where the rest of our goals are going to come from, um, especially with Froelich being injured now and the injury to Versteeg, which every TV commentator seems to think is a damning indictment to our power play. But and they're I mean it, they're looking right right now. Looking I mean, right? Well, I mean, like, I didn't believe that Versteeg was that pivotal to our power play. Oh, there, yeah. Well, but I, I, d- now, I can't, I can't believe that one player. That's how pivotal he really was. <laughs> that's unbelievable. It's night and day. Our power play now. Yeah, it. I mean, we don't like. And why is Johnny? <laughs> lately, I've been seeing Johnny take a slapper near the blue line. Like, this is the wrong player to take a slap. Like any. Any half-ass coach could fucking know that, right? Like, this is like a tyke player trying to take a slap shot from. The, it's not. That's not a good idea. No, Johnny. Johnny's shot is that. Yeah, quick you, release. You need that guy near the slot. You don't need him on the. Bl- yeah. Anyway, I, him playing the point. I mean, I get it. He's got to kind of quarterback it, but sure. But he shouldn't be shooting we it. We should have. We sh- this team should have other players capable of filling in. Yeah. Bottom line, bottom line. But our forwards as a whole. I mean, I think, and I've changed my opinion on the Lazar project now. That that seems like it's a bust. The yeah. Yager thing, he's so slow. And I get that the dressing room benefits, sure, to having that veteran presence is there. But on the ice, the guy, I, I don't really know what he adds anymore. Um, our players just seem like they're they're either lacking confidence or... Lacking drive, lacking passion, or lacking motivation, or if it's any any of those things is missing, you're kind of screwed as a pro athlete because there are guys out there who are going to kill your firstborn to, to get two points in any given game, um, and our team just looks like we're kind of running through it. I mean that that Anaheim game where Kachuk fought Kessler, man, he he's fighting Kessler. Uh, that would be that would motivate me to go out there and pound these guys, mm-hmm. but we just didn't really seem to respond to that. And Galtzen made a comment after the game yesterday that you know, Chucky's the only one that was out there to play. Um, and that and I mean, no, that's, that's not fair to Smith. That's well, for sure. No, it's not fair to Smith. But I think they were just talking more so with why didn't we get as many shots? Oh, oh I, I think yeah. that's where the context but of the question came from. That is the coach's job to motivate these guys. And I know there's a bit of it that you have to do as a professional player, but the coach has to get these guys going. And the coach has to make sure that these guys are fired up to play. And the coach has to make sure that our team is motivated and passionate and driven every game. And if yeah. he goes in his post-game interview and says, oh, I only had one player out there ready to go, uh, I don't like that so much. That's an internal thing. You say, you know what, we had a bad game, and then behind closed doors – you're throwing trash cans or you're doing whatever it is you need to do to get these guys winning games. Like, I don't really care whatever it is he does, but I don't we're, – again, we're kind of overlapping segments here, but I don't think he's – Well, it, so – but our forwards – but, but they, are, they are the result of 
I mean, partial result of uh, their leadership, right? Now, Gio's probably a good leader. I'm not well, going to ever can, say anything about that. Can you see Monaghan as an assistant? But, yeah, like, uh, he must be doing something outside of what we see on, on TV to have earned that assistant because he earned that pretty quick. Um, like, he seems like a quiet guy, but I guess, you know. Well, where, are your, where are your choices? Something. What are your choices? Well, okay, well Brower has one, too. So I'm not sure how much, how much clout the assistant badge has. Like, it Brower's has clout. A, I think well, it has clout. I know Brower has it, but I know, but I mean, but that's kind of why I'm I'm kind of looking at it going like it means nothing to me. I only care about the C, not not necessarily the A. Um, I'm sure you're right. I'm not arguing it, but I have a big problem with this because our forwards right now. Okay, I'm looking at so our first line hasn't really changed much. Like there are the odd times during games when Galtson will change it up a little bit, right? But it's all in you know. For all intents and purposes, it's usually Johnny, Monty, and Furling, right? Right. That's not working now, so we need to change it up. The only reason why we were changing up in the last game was because Forley got hurt. Now the well, second lines, you know, the second line does their thing. They, they're they've been consistent again this year. I'm not going to really complain. They could probably do a little bit more. But we're going to have to change that up too because of for the injury. Sure. And then line three has been actually our more productive line in recently, and. Go figure, you brought up fucking players that were doing well together in the A, and all of a sudden they're doing pretty well together in the NHL right now. Like, you got Hathaway, you got Jankowski, and then you got Bennett. Now, Bennett just seemed to have molded with that line properly, and great. But, you know, Jankowski and Hathaway together, you can tell there was chemistry there. Now, why not bring up Mangiapane, who's got 33 points in 29 games in the A, move Bennett up to the first line and then bring Furlan down to perhaps the fourth line. <laughs> and then, no, I'm serious. Because That's what got, I said a couple, yeah, a couple podcasts right. ago. No, like we need to try that because – that's what you need to do, I think, to shake up the forwards a little bit. I wouldn't really be too keen on breaking up line two just because they're so good. But now well, that Frolik is you put in there with right, the injury, now that now that Frolik is gone, well, I would even bring up Mangiapane just to try on the second line now. Now that we have the Frolik, now we have Frolik missing, right? You know, Mangiapane is a left wing. I mean, he can he could probably play either wing. I'm not really worried about that. You know, Backlund's the center of the of the line anyway, so. There's things that we can do, but overall, our forwards are shit in the bed. Let's just call a spade a spade here. They're shit in the bed lately. Like, well, we I need think we've goals. had we've had five goals in the last three games, which isn't great. Um, so I, I, I'm I'm worried. I'm really worried that we're not we're not generating our chances. We're not taking advantage of our power plays, which we could argue is partially to do with the fact that it's the most obvious power play style in the NHL right now. Yeah, no, there's not. I, I think a lot of things about our team are obvious. Yeah. And if we're getting exposed and we're getting beat and I don't it's know, just like, it's almost like you can give Johnny like a B or B plus, even an A minus because he's just doing so well in the points. But otherwise, our, our, our offense is that a, to have that a level. You have to be consistent. Exactly. And he's had he has. He's been on fire at certain points, and he's been great. Don't get me wrong. He's been really good this season, but a team like ours just can't afford to have him slump so much. Yeah. And same with Monaghan. Like, we really need you guys to perform day in, day out. And I know that's a lot of pressure, but – I mean, welcome I to the big show, man. I don't man. know if there's anyone else <laughs> on our team show. who that's can step up. That's the way it is. 
and I, we're we're you're in the NHL now. Yeah, I I mean, and Gulletson, you know, you you watch him and he's putting Goudreau on all these lines, just trying to get him going in whatever capacity, and oh, you know, a shift with the fourth line, a shift with the third line here. Not that's that's not gonna get him going. You just gotta no. you gotta somehow fire fire up Monahan and fire up those guys together, and they gotta figure out here's what we gotta do. Mm-hmm. And but I think yeah, somehow put put Bennett up there or put. I don't any put put even uh, try try Yager up there again. Try Brower. Try something. Just just mix it up and get something going on that top line, and hope for the best because I think the Furlan thing. We just gotta we gotta mix a bunch of things up because right now I don't know if it's working. And this injury to Froelich, maybe that's a chance to try different players at different spots. Goudreau, Backlund, maybe. Yeah, we're Kachuk not. and Monahan. I don't know. But why not? Why not try something tomorrow? Something totally new, and come out there with with new lines and see if things shake up. Try try to be as unpredictable as possible, because which in Gulison's case is doing the same thing we did last game and the same thing when, which isn't working. But mm-hmm. let's you know. Hopefully, we go out there tomorrow. We get a power play goal. Our penalty kill shuts them down. Smith plays well. Uh, a win would be nice. A win would we, be we nice. We really need a win. We're so dejected right now. Again, <laughs> this is like the fifth podcast where we're like all dejected and shit. Like we need, you know, we you need lose some fucking wins here. We like, lost to San Jose in overtime, and we lost in the shootout. Sorry, and we lost to Anaheim. Those are games losing to division rivals that are hurting us. They are absolutely hurting us, and we're in a dogfight here for those wild card spots. And losing those games back to back. Is, is going to kill you. You're going to be the odd man out, and you're going to be sitting there golfing in April. And it's, it's going to be horrible. Like that, that you looked so out of gas yesterday, too. We, we got outshot like crazy. Yeah, but I mean, you just had four days off. And that's what I mean. Like It's weird that we looked that out of it. And then one, you, you can't tell me these professional athletes can't turn around and play the next day after having four days off. Come on. It's it's not that hard. Take take a Motrin or whatever and get yourself out there and <laughs> giddy up. But coaching. So what do we grade the forwards though? I'm I'm gonna give him like a. I think Johnny brings the curve up. <laughs> like I give him a B. Uh, I'm uh, giving him a C plus. I'm giving him a B only because Johnny's so good and I know he's not playing great lately. But I mean There's he's still in the top I think ten in points right now. Like that's nothing to be. I mean, there's just too many. Of, there's like, just too many passengers. Like you watch that, you watch Stajan has a, a quality scoring chance, and it's just fizzed wide. Yeah, you know what? Like, yeah, I'm changing my grade. Yeah, like <laughs> Stajan Brower. Yeah, now that you're mentioning Lizard. the guys that I just despise, like, um, I don't know. I don't get me wrong. I mean, these guys are on the flames. Like we should be supporting the team, but it's so difficult to watch these like Stajan and Brower playing C plus. The problem, I think, uh, the large problem of it is that there's no competition. Like these guys are, are guaranteed roster spots, and Brower's guaranteed that money. Like, what does he care? Yeah, Stajan knows. Stajan, I think Stajan just knows he's screwed. Like when his contract's done, he's toast. Yeah. But, he, I mean, at the same time, that he's not act. They don't have no. They have no motivation. They have nothing to play for. Nothing, and that it's just. Our team, I don't know what's going to motivate these guys, but 
Man, Gullitson, find something, please. Santa, bring Gullitson something a little late that motivates the Flames. <laughs> Special teams. <laughs> okay, well, you can pretty Where much give an F on both. <laughs> <laughs> There's no redeeming quality of our pe- penalty kill. I think we're amongst the worst, and we're probably amongst the worst in power play. Yeah. Spe- well, especially lately. Like, basically, ever since... Um, I don't know. I don't even know anymore. Like we we haven't been good on the power play for a while now. No, um, it's I, just watching our power play. It's just it's so frustrating. Like Verstig was that good, I guess. I Holy guess. shit! Like uh, we had a real diamond there. Um, it's amazing. When's how he back? Do you know? I think he's gone for the season, man. Oh. I think he's got hip surgery or some some crazy. I don't. I don't think he's gonna come back the same either. You know, someone's getting hip surgery at that age, playing at a professional level at this kind of level is gonna be very difficult to get back, at least at the at the form that he was in. Um, I'm not. I'm not too uh, positive about that. And with the power play being as shitty as it has been, and Johnny's been falling off in in parallel, so. You know, the faster we get our power play going, the faster we get him back too. Um, part of his, part of his specialty is the special teams. Like he is able to pick off that, that crazy threaded pass when he's got some more space to use the puck or work the puck. Um, that power play is what we need for him to get back into form. Um, but otherwise, that fucking drop pass shit that we do, it's always Johnny carrying it in. Like guys, you gotta you gotta fucking do something different. Like I don't care, flick the puck in the air and everybody just like bash into the goalie. I don't give a shit. Do something different. Obviously, don't do that, but try something different. Like just watch some videos on on other teams and what they do, and then just uh, maybe do a uh, do a hybrid of what Chicago does and like what Winnipeg does or something, and then like kind of mix it up. I don't know. Do something different because everyone's reading us now. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's always like three players almost in a wall on the blue line now every time Johnny tries to carry the puck in because they know exactly what we're going to do. Well, and I mean, you watch our penalty kill or we're talking. Yeah, well, if we're talking power play, we're just like it's we're predictable. We're obvious and we need to we need a plan B, C and D that we can go to as well. And we just we're flogging a dead horse like we need we need something that brings us some motivation but i mean i every fan has seen our power play lately the numbers don't lie it's it's garbage we are 10th in the league though apparently um 20.2 percent uh according to sporting charts i don't know how good this slide is but it i don't think we're 10th in the league on power play apparently that that's not right there's no way that's right uh, oh shit that was last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well then, this is awkward. <laughs> Tyler, keep talking while I find the actual stat. Our our power play. I mean, I don't know if it's a it's a change of of tactic or a change of players or a change of direction there or a change of coaching, but maybe all of those things. But something's got to change because what we're doing now is just terrible. And my grade for our power play. Yeah, we're, we're, we're 20th in the league. We're going to have to go with the D. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to give it a C- just because it was way better at the beginning of the season. 
We're twentieth. Uh, is that right? Yeah. This is actual. This is Fox Sports. Like, this is an actual good website with paid people. Um, seventeen point four percent. We're point one percent ahead of Anaheim. Um, well, I, don't forget Anaheim's had all those injuries, and those players are well, starting they to start come off back, poorly, right? right? Yeah. I mean, if there was a way to kind of isolate, basically, before. Versteeg's injury and after Versteeg's injury, I would say there's a massive difference. Um, penalty kill, right now, um, our percentage is quite horrible. Um, let's just take a look here. Yeah, we're 26th, 26th in the league. Wow. Our our penalty kill is just so it's, so defensive. It's, it's just pure collapse. And you watch other teams kill against us. They're pressuring our players. They pressure hard. They're like way fitter almost. Our it's, guys it's have crazy. no pressure. They're tireless. This it's, is why we need Boma back. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, penalty kill D minus. I, I well, don't it's even. It's not know. worse than Edmonton. So Edmonton's dead last apparently. Columbus is still dead last on power play. No, oh power play. Um, Edmonton's dead last on penalty kill. On the power play, it looks like Columbus is amongst the lowest. Yes, they are dead last. What are they at now? 12.2%. Oh, they were at 9 last time I checked, so they've improved. 3% well, improvement. They're just 0.2 behind uh, Buffalo right now. <laughs> um, but, I mean, we're just our, – our penalty kill, we need some aggression and we just need some – well, that's where I thought Hamannick would be awesome Ex as well. But, I no. mean. 26th, <laughs> man. The, the, results, the results speak for themselves. Math doesn't lie. No, it doesn't. I don't even know. There's not, special teams, blow it up. Yeah, blow, try something completely something. different. Coaching. Mm. F. Mm. It's an F. <laughs> it's a massive F. Um, I'm, done with, I'm done with Glenn. Uh can't really say the same with his assistants, but, you know, typically in a team in the NHL, the assistants or and or I don't know what you want to call them, the other coaches, um, they're the ones that are, you know, putting together the penalty kill power play, the special team stuff. Um, so they obviously fail, too. We are way too low in the power play penalty kill statistics right now, um, and it's pretty unacceptable. Um, I still think our defense is capable of way more. And for our penalty kill to be that low on the list is completely unacceptable. If I were performing poorly in my job, I'd be fired. That's how it should work in the it's NHL. It's about time. Um, <laughs> um, I think Glenn's time is up. I want him gone. He's not. This whole player's coach thing is maybe great in theory. If you can find that middle ground between being kind of the, the, the figure, that the, the disciplinary figure versus being the buddy once in a while, if you can find that balance, I think in theory you're, you're going to be an amazing coach. But I think he's, he's uh, leaning toward the friend factor way too much. And uh -huh. people are just not. And you know what? If they, if they really did buy into that, they'd be fighting for him way harder than they are. Yeah. So is it really that? It's, it's probably not. And now he's probably trying to be the disciplinary figure, but it's too late. I, I don't think he can. I, I mean, I think we need a – we don't need an Iron Mike Keenan, but we need a bit, someone with a bit more of a, a disciplinarian mindset. Someone who's like – Quenville. <sighs> like is he Quenville. available? 
I was reading on Twitter some some of the fans that follow us and we follow them. Um, the uh, there's a Calgary Trade Rumors Twitter account that was talking about dreaming about Quenville and stuff. It's probably not a a rumor rumor, but I think some fans are. I think actually most fans that I've noticed that are following us and you know just the general Flames trends, they're all talking about Glenn going. Um, that's that's the unanimous decision I think, but terms of who will replace him i think is tough i don't well, is Quenville Quenville available is, no he's not where is he now is uh, he still with chicago i think so oh then there's no way yeah i know like i'm not <laughs> i'm not saying that he'll he'll pick up and leave and be like i'm going to the flames uh, let's get mike babcock so guys yeah let, yeah let's. um but i think uh you know it it's just it's more of a sentiment about the fans being having enough of this guy right it's not i'm not trying to start a rumor here i'm just saying guys are done People are finished watching this. It's not working. Yeah, I mean, I think that he's lost the dressing room. I don't think he can motivate these players. I don't think the players are playing for him. I don't think that he's getting these guys to show the passion and drive necessary to win games. And you, you just look to those bench shots, and everyone just kind of sits there, and they're like, huh. Yeah, whatever. 50-50. Let's I, check out the iPad. Yeah, I, I don't really care. Always and looking at the iPad. Never, never really kind of, you know – talking to guys or motivating guys or getting on their shoulder, like go out there and have this shift and be ready to go. And I'd love to see what they actually talk about between periods or in coaching sessions and practices. And well, last game, did you hear Furlan's, I think it was first intermission um, interview. He said that the coach just basically got into us and got us all motivated to start playing again. It was probably the second intermission because they did play better in the second period. Well, slightly. The Anaheim game? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I mean but how many times can you lay into them? Well, you have yeah. to do that every single game? It's going to yeah. it's gonna wear thin, so there's right? Something, there's something fundamentally wrong that he, I mean, that we're playing as poor as we did. And then a player coming out and be like, oh, he reamed into us. Well, either that means that it's like the first time he's done it, which is, I really hope not the case, or... It's a player saying, you know what? We know he's under the gun now. We don't want to lose him. So I'm going to start saying good things about him. Or it's a player saying, you know what? Having this guy around has made our lives a little bit better in terms of, fuck, he's not really on us all the time. So, yeah, let's try to keep him around as much as we can. (laughs) Either way, I don't think any of this is going to lead to anything good for him or us or for the team. Well, I'm done with him. It's an F. Like hands down, I I don't. There's no one that's gonna change my mind about about that. I I, I don't see it, man. I I you know Stone got hit in the numbers last game. Yeah, I, nothing yeah, I happened. Remember that. Yeah, and then and then Monahan gets called for like the biggest bullshit play. Like I don't know how that was interference. Like if you had a pylon on the ice and the fucking player tripped on that or whatever, then you would have called penalty on the pylon, I guess. But like why? Why isn't the coach showing some sort of emotion toward that? Like, why is he okay with that? I'm not okay with that. Would you be okay with that? No. I'd be like, I know you're the type that doesn't like getting on the bad side of referees, and that's a very valid thing. Like, you don't want the referees to work against you. But you know what? They've been working against us for the most part of the season. We haven't really gotten great calls for us. Um, I've remembered way worse calls than we've had where calls were going in our favor. So you might as well fucking start yelling at them. Be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Guy got hit in the numbers. You don't call it. 
Well, or send someone out there and then beat the living shit out of that guy who sure. hit him. Yeah. Do something. And it should be Kachuk I fighting mean, the people, amount right? of penalties that we took in that game too, yeah. compared to the the number that Anaheim took, just ridiculous. And like we're we're just you know we lost the game because of a power play goal. Yeah. Well, look at that. When you take six or seven penalties a game, and then uh, they they score, and and you score one goal. Because Gibson lets out a juicy rebound in the slot and Furland spanks one home. Like we're not winning games like that, though. No, we're not, and, and I mean, and we're not making the playoffs like that either. So we shouldn't <laughs> ever get really accustomed to that kind of play, hoping for a puck to just slip into the slot. We 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 should go out there and we should have a. a a dominating attitude about our team. Like, we can dominate anyone in this league. We're good enough from the backup. But we don't believe that in ourselves. And these players, on paper, they're a very good team. I don't know if we could dominate every team, man. Why not? I don't think that so. Defense, I don't think we're good That enough. defense should be able to dominate. Sure, and, but and that, I don't think we're good enough. That, that. That, that 3M line is, is an excellent shutdown line, an excellent possession line, and our top line... We're not going to be able to dominate You know, Monaghan and Goudreau are, are good players. Yeah, I... I'm not disagreeing, man. Uh, dominating is is a strong word, I think, for I'm trying to motivate the. No, boys. I yeah. <laughs> they don't listen to us. Not many people listen to us, man. <laughs> Our parents listen to us. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, I I don't know, man. Like, but something's got to. Sometimes these these are those situations where drastic changes will make a difference, or at least you try well, them. This is the this is the time. You don't do them when when things are going well. You do them when things are going poorly. And I think this is a good segment now into moving into giving management. But I'd give the coaching D minus. Wow, you're just a lot a, more, just above the F. You're a lot nicer than I am. But but anyhow, drastic changes. Like, what do you think management has planned? What what is management thinking right now? Well, I think management. I think management's got. <laughs> A D as well here. Well, are they thinking, um, oh, my God, my job? Well, what am I going to do? I mean, do look, I fire the coach to keep mine? Why? As a, if, you're, if you're managing this team, what is the first thing you're going to do to the roster? What would you do? Like right now, tomorrow, like, today? Yeah, so you, so you're, you're the GM of the Flames, and you've, uh, been given, you've been given the go-ahead on drastic measures. Go for it. What uh, well, do I tell the coach? I'm telling the coach, you, you, you've got you've to change something. Change these line combinations. You know, you've got that injury now. Mix something up and hope it works. I'd give that a couple games and see how that goes. And then after that, I'm, I'm, I'm probably uh, trying, to, trying to make a trade mm-hmm. for some kind of, you know, I look back on this. Why did we not get Jeff Carter to play right wing? Good question. Why did we not get Jeff Carter? And I look at instead we waited and we're we're worried and we we did this reactionary Yager thing. You know Jeff Carter is that veteran ple- presence. He's a competitor. He's he's a proven goal scorer. We've played against him many times and we've seen him in L.A. And you know have that guy on our top line with Johnny and Monahan. That that's that's scary. That would have been a good line. That's scary. And we didn't do that. Sign him to one-year or two-year deal. I don't know what it is that he signed in Carolina, but it was nothing nothing crazy. And sh- sure, the guy's going to come to Calgary over Carolina all day. All day. He's Canadian. Mm-hmm. He's going to come here for sure. Carolina, what are they offering you? Money at this point. Yeah. Better taxes. <laughs> 
But I mean, you I, know, I, players look at that, right? Like, I do for sure. But yeah. I don't think a player like Jeff Carter is is gonna let that. No, I I know. I'm I'm just if I'm he's being, being sold, you know, I mean we're trading for the goalie. We're trading for defense. This is a team that's making a playoff run. We're, we're having you to come in on our top line. I don't understand why we didn't do that, or why we didn't push that harder. And I think our failure to get a a solid right winger is really hurting us right now. Uh, and that falls on management. And you look at these management decisions halfway through the year. The Smith trade, brilliant. Like it. Working out well for us. The Hamannick trade, not so much. Eddie Lack deal, toilet. Like junk. Don't like didn't like that from the get go. Well, I mean, I guess we're lukewarm on it from the get go, but now it's just it's just foolish. And this these Gillies and Riddich, they're or Riddick, they're they're way better than Lack. And you know, management has to has to have the foresight and ability to know that it's time to give the reins over to these guys. Because if you've got Parsons and Riddick and Gillies in the A and you're signing any lack, when I look back on it, it doesn't really make sense. And I mean, you know, we've, we ruined Ordeo. Yep. Uh, maybe we're scared of doing the same thing to these three guys, but I think you've got you've to just say to them, here's your chance, relax, have fun with it. Go out there and and play hard, and you and you you know that players like that are motivated to to play as best as they can every game, and if you look at a player like Lazar who can't do that anymore, well, time's up on you, man. Like that experiment's pr- pretty much toast, but maybe it is time for a a Mangiapane to come up and and do something. And I know he's small, I know he's 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 a goal scorer, but so is Johnny. Maybe it's he something cares. that. That gets us going. The NHL now is fine with players that size. Now. They, they, it works for them. You're talking about Justin Williams, though, right? Not Jeff Carter. Oh, is it? Yeah. Jeff Carter's still in L.A.? Yeah, yeah. He, Justin he, Williams is... Uh, he's a, he, Yeah, he's on Carolina. Yeah, um, he signed as a free agent, right? I think so, yeah. Like, I I think you were talking about Justin Williams the whole time, just to clarify. I think so, yeah. yeah like, I get those Jeff Carter up. never left the Kings. He got that... I think he got that season-ending injury in, like, October that gash leg or whatever. Right, like right. He got cut up pretty bad. So, I don't... Yeah, I mean, Justin Williams is a bit of a downgrade from Jeff Carter. Yeah. But I still don't know why we didn't sign Justin Williams. Well, Justin <laughs> Williams has 24 points in 37 games. So, it's not like he's shit in the bed here. He's playing really well. Um, Carolina, I think, is probably overachieving. And they're right in the race for the wild card right now. Um, well, and you look at Carolina's team, too. He's playing with those young forwards. Exactly. And it's a good mix. You need that. who on our team has 24 points. <laughs> I guess, I guess we'd have to look that up, but, uh, I know Monahan and Goudreau do, but I'm yeah. not sure anyone else does. Maybe Backlund, maybe Kachuk, maybe. Well, I mean, you have to remember that most of the scoring was coming out of the first two lines again this season, but yeah. So Monty, uh, sorry, Johnny has 41, Monahan has 32, Backlund 22, Kachuk 22, so no one else. 20, so no one else. So you're right. Um, but yeah, I, I think if I was if I was in place of management, I would wave uh, stage in a brower right away, um, and I would start bringing up guys from the A. Um, I would wave Barkowski because I don't know why the fuck he still has a roster spot. I would start playing uh, Anderson or Shillington a lot more. Um, I'd bring up Mangiapane. I would bring up man. I'd even bring up Klimchuk like for the fourth line like who gives a shit um 
why not start developing these guys and, and mix it up? At least these are young, hungry players that want to make the NHL. Yeah, that's you know, very true. Brower and Stajan are not young, hungry players that want to make the NHL. They are plugs in the NHL currently and are in the NHL purely because they have this fairly decent-sized contract, and it's all relative. I think Stajan is probably getting what he deserves, but he still doesn't belong in the St- NHL anymore. Stajan's a UFA after Yeah, he's a UFA so. after this. Brower's not nearly performing where he should be for a $4.5 million player. I would just put them both on waivers and Barkowski, the three of them. I don't give a shit if some picks them up or not. That gives me carte blanche to start moving up some guys from the A and start mixing my lines up way more. I would move uh, Furland around. I would try him on the third line or the fourth line because um, he's got the physical body, uh, the presence. He's got the skill, too, to be a first liner on this team. I mean, he's shown it. He has he had that crazy pass from I forgot what game that was, but we praised him a lot for that pass where he didn't even look at the player and shot Johnny on the breakaway. That's Philly. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got the potential, but he needs to be humbled a bit. I think he's getting he might be getting too comfortable in the sense that well he's always on the first line. Well, who's going to play there instead of him? Yeah, you I know hear it's, you. it's quite obvious that Galtson is not really looking at replacing him in the first line. So yeah, those three players. Gone on waivers. Gone. Don't give a shit if they cleared or not. Gone. They're they're clearing. Yeah, <laughs> they're clearing it. They're clearing it. I would even trade them. I would trade like a Brower. I would. Brower is impossible to no, trade. No, but I'll. What I'm saying is I'll keep half his salary or whatever. I don't really care at this point if we could just get like a a pick for him. I'll take a freaking third rounder for him. I don't really care because you, if you're scouting good enough, you can probably get something out of a third round pick. Um, that will play on the third or fourth line and be useful for you eventually. You need to worry. You need to look at the future too. Um, you know, defense were super deep, so you might as well start trying to play these guys. You know, Barkowski should not step foot on the ice under a Flames jersey anymore. When you have a guy like Rasmus Anderson and Shillington ready to go, it's unacceptable. You can't have that. You know, we talk about how great our defense is, but then you you have the audacity to play a guy like Barkowski, and maybe I'm being a little harsh on him, but, man, he's not good enough for this. No, I don't think he Um, is. He really isn't. So those are the first few things I would do. I would fire – well, actually, I wouldn't fire Galtzen right away. I would give him 10 games, right? And I would say, look, the maximum points you can get out of the 10 games is 20 points. But what I need from you is at least 14. I don't think he can do that. Well, I mean, I would give him that ultimatum. Let's see how behind the players are with this guy. Like, let's see how how big fans they are of him and his style. Because if you give that kind of, uh, you know, the players should understand that as a manager or as a GM, you you're allowed to give ultimatums like that. I mean, this team, this is a this is a performance business. So the players need to get a little shell shocked at that whole thing. Like, be like, here's your here's your ten games. And this is how many points you need to get. That's it. And if you don't do it, you're gone. And I hate to do it to coaches. I think, I think it's bullshit that coaches get the short end of the stick on these things because ultimately it's the players that need to score, save the puck, pass the puck, whatever. But something's got to change. And unfortunately, you can't just fire a player. It doesn't work that way. The coaches get fired. So I would give him, a, uh, I would give him that condition basically saying, like, this is your 10 games. You need this many points. And let's see how the players react to that. Right? Because if the players truly like this guy, then we should see a different team. Yeah, I mean. We really should. And then start trading if we need to. But I think moving up those AHL guys, putting Brower and Stajan and whoever and Barkowski on waivers, 
I think that's good that's, enough of that, a shakeup. That, that's very drastic. Yeah, well, I think I don't, this is the time to try it. <laughs> I don't know if they're ever going to do anything like that. Well, that's they, what I would do. This is this is what we would do, right? This is what you, you said what you I would, would do. I would trade for Sidney Crosby well, and no, uh, I'm, but I'm doing, I'm doing realistic things here. <laughs> Putting Brower and Stajan on waivers would be a very welcome move by the fan base, I'm pretty sure. And something that's very doable. It can happen tomorrow. It could yeah. happen now. It could happen. It, yeah, but it you could, can't. It trade could have happened now, now as we're yeah, speaking. Yeah, but you right can't now. trade for Crosby now. Okay, <laughs> that's my point is I'm obviously. putting in realistic, but yes, drastic things that we need to start doing. Yeah, I think that's what I would do. I think that under that kind of ultimatum, Gillespie's going to fail. I don't think he's going to get anywhere near that. I don't think. Well, and let's bring it to our playoff chances now. I don't think we're going to make it. Like we're just we just dug ourselves a hole that's too deep. So the last, what, two seasons, we've always had to have that crazy eight-game run or something like that to make the playoffs. We're in that situation again. But we can't keep we doing can't that. We can't keep relying on that. And Agreed. there's a lot of changes that need to be made to this team in order for us to string, string wins together. I mean, we need to start. We can't lose three in a row. We can't do that. Montreal, San Jose, Anaheim can't lose three in a row. No, sorry. And Chicago at the Dome tomorrow night? Can lose four. Like, that's a must. It's a must-win game. Everything's must-win now. <laughs> yeah, we're basically in a must-win situation. And those those Pacific Division games that we have left, whatever, 17, 18, 19 of those games, those are huge games. And we play Vegas four times. Yeah. We haven't played Vegas yet. We're going to play Vegas four times. We're still playing. Um, and, and our players can finally see a team that actually knows how to try. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, they shouldn't need this kind of motivation, but no. we're in an absolute dogfight, and we've got we've to claw out results. We've got we've to dominate results. We have to change a lot of things, but it's not impossible, but it's, it's tough. Very tough. But, yeah, and I, I think our playoff ch- chances are slim. I'm, as a fan, I'm super hopeful we'll still pull it off, but the brain, the realistic side of me is saying – this is, I'm going to give it like a 30, 40% chance. Yeah, I was going to say we make the playoffs like, like three to four times out of 10. Yeah. Closer like to the three side. In, in this in this case, like we've had those seasons where we put together a whole string of wins um, to make the playoffs. But I think this year our luck may run out on that. Um, I mean, again, I, I'm hopeful that they do it anyway. I, I want this team to make the playoffs. I want to go to playoff games. I want to. I want to go nuts and lose my voice again. Like, I love the playoffs. Well, it's just not the same without your team in there. No, it's, it's like everybody's yeah. always had their kind of their, you know, soft spot for a certain team in the NHL, like, especially from Calgary. I think people do have a soft spot for certain teams just because there was a while there we weren't making the playoffs at all. And in order to make the playoffs a little more interesting, you started to hope for other teams to win. But we, I don't want to be there again. And, um, uh, I don't know. I we, I hope we do, but I think I think the chances are low. Well, if we can if we can somehow get a, a scoring forward, particularly a right wing forward in, maybe that's the spark that we need maybe to turn you trade, things maybe around. Maybe trade Hamannik, right? Yeah, I mean, I I trade one of these defenders for sure. Yeah, I trade ha- Hamannik would be the first guy I'd probably trade. Mm-hmm. And you got to think as another team, well, why are the Flames trading this guy after that? But maybe their needs are greater than, than, than what they've got. And you know, you go out there and you somehow 
get this player. We need to find a team like like Edmonton who's willing to trade an absolutely good player for a garbage player. Like, like I'll trade you Taylor Hall for Adam Larson. Okay, sound good? <laughs> deal. <laughs> we need a deal like that. Um, I mean, you make a good point. There, there are those teams that have like a bunch of good players, and they they may run into a bunch of salary problems too, right? Edmonton's actually in a lot of trouble here soon. Yeah, well, I, I mean, because they got to start signing these other guys. No, yeah, and well, you, they you signed Drysaddle to this ridiculous money. Well, you gave McDavid like fuck you money, basically, right? Too like he can. I mean, he doesn't have to do shit anymore. Uh, well, I mean, he's a competitive guy. He's one of the best players in the league, if not the best. But I mean. You gave him the kind of money that says to him, like, well, you know, if I don't make the playoffs, it's okay. I, I'm, I'm making, <laughs> like, way more money than <laughs> basically 99% of the population. <laughs> so I don't really care. Well, one thing, uh, fans, you get, you get an A+. Plus. The fans, uh, <laughs> I think, well, our fans or our, our, fans. our, our, our 20 fans, <laughs> that 20 fans. Are, um, <laughs> that consistently listen to us, thank you. Um, you guys, you guys get an A plus. Uh, I mean, we've we've gotten comments, which is nice. We've gotten, and not just from our parents, but you know, we've gotten actual comments, and not those porn bots off Twitter too. Like we've gotten a comment from one who told us to go fuck ourselves because they wanted <laughs> to like promote us or something, and I wrote them, "Can you do it for free?" And then she's like. Uh, so I don't even want to say it. It was pretty vulgar, but yeah, she basically told me to go fuck myself. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was weird. That wasn't right? a bot. That was a person, though. That was a person trying to promote those like Twitter promotion things where they'll give you twenty thousand followers if you pay. I don't know. It was like twenty bucks or something like that. I'm not paying shit. No. You know, people who follow us follow us because they want to listen to us. All twenty of you. Which we, we're really thankful for. Maybe we'll make it big one day. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, we've we've gone the hot and cold thing from from our uh, friends at uh, Reddit. We have some people that just love what we do. We're the raw. We're the raw voice. I think is what they most call us. Um, and then there's others that co- totally disagree with what we say, <laughs> but I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's good to have an opinion, and it's good to generate that conversation, and you know, to have people thinking and get ideas going. And I would be worried if everyone agreed with everything. Hopefully, our club does that. Yeah, so we're gonna keep doing this and annoy the shit out of people that don't like us, and but they shouldn't be listening to us anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You should listen. They should. should, Yeah. (laughs) Anyhow, tell your friends. I hope. I hope we make the playoffs because Jenk makes a good point. It it would be really good to be there, and then it it's just. So much better when the Flames are there. Those games are so much more intense. It's a fan. It's just And it builds the stature gripping. of the team, right? Yeah. Like, more players will be willing to come play for this team if we're regular playoff. Um, we make regular playoff appearances every season or every, every other season, whatever, right? Like, we'll be able to attract good players. So, overall grade for the Flames' performance uh, to this point, overall? I give it, like, a C plus. Like C+. We, plus. we are... We are still in the race. We're still in the hunt for the playoffs, um, albeit for a wild card, probably. Um, we've had moments where we've looked very good, um, and then we've had moments like last night where we get totally dominated on the stats anyway. Um, capable of more, I think, is the theme yeah. right here. I would say a C, and then that C is contingent on there's a lot of room for improvement. And 
you know, this team definitely has the capacity and the ability to improve. We have the talent. We, we can do it. We just aren't doing it. <laughs> we're, we're out of we, – we can't be so, super articulate about this. Maybe it's, something's got to change. Maybe paradigms have to shift, but – Synergies must be created. <laughs> You're like heck, a there, corporate there's, hack right There's now. opportunity here to to mix things up, and there's opportunity to try something new. Take it. And what have you? What have we really got to lose at this point? But that's that's why this is a drastic drastic measures time. Yeah. I think. But yeah, this is the time to experiment. I agree. Anyhow, we'll leave it there for today. Thank you very much for listening. Have yourselves a happy new year. Go Flames, go on New Year's Eve against Chicago. Take care of yourselves. Don't drink and drive. 